UPS completely destroyed my MacBook and they didn't want to pay for it. So I had to get the ultimate revenge in order to get them to pay. And it turns out what I did caused them to pay three times what they would have paid if they had just paid me originally. UPS smashed a nearly new MacBook that I sent with them. I asked them nicely to pay me back for it and they arsed about blaming me, blaming my packaging, saying it was impossible, they damaged it, etc. I was able to prove my packaging was flawless and get a statement from the Apple shop that I took it to say it was damaged by being dropped slash thrown. I could also prove it worked when I sent it. They weren't interested and messed me about for weeks, sending me from pillar to post, even threatening to make me pay interest on the custom charges, which I wasn't liable for as the laptop was smashed on arrival and thus worthless at import. I took it to small claims. They hired a lawyer who sent me letters saying they contested it and would go for full fees, etc. if I lost. I went for it anyway. I did law stuff in university, so I knew the basics and thought my case was pretty clear cut. I won. I won my cost back plus extra plus interest. They ignored the court order and did not pay. Now, this laptop was originally being sent to my beloved mother-in-law. She asked me to help her with the problem as UPS were seriously harassing her for the custom fees. However, very unexpectedly, before I could resolve it, she passed away. It was the last thing she ever asked me to do for her. I love that woman more than pretty much any human on this planet. She was my mother, my best friend, and my mentor. Taking down UPS was now my personal vendetta. I researched my options. I could have taken the usual, more conservative legal routes to reclaim my money, but no. Screw them. I don't care about the money anymore. I just want revenge. I want drama. I want karmic justice. I went to the high court. I got a writ of control. I, of course, added on more fees and more interest. I then hired the most aggressive bailiff firm in London. I trusted that the terrible processes and attitude of UPS to mean that they would ignore the letters and actually get a visit. They did. The bailiffs rock up at UPS headquarters and explain the situation. UPS refuses to pay, so the bailiffs are listing goods. Security tried to make them leave. The officer manager tries to bully them out. Obviously, no cares are given by the bailiffs, and they crack on with their jobs. I wasn't allowed the body cam footage, but they did send me a detailed report. The final conclusion is this. It says, calls were then made to the accounts manager who arrived in a hurry. As no payment was forthcoming from them, the agent again explained the removal process and costs involved and called the office for approval to begin removals. The agent began to seize assets. The finance director then arrived on the scene. He was not at all happy about the attendance, but ultimately agreed to pay a voluntary payment in full from his personal account in order to stop the removal. I know it's a drop in the ocean to UPS, but I got more than double what I originally asked for to replace the laptop. They would have had to pay even more on top of fees to the bailiffs. I reckon it cost them at least three times more than the original claim in the end. But mostly, I just enjoy the mental image of the flustered finance director and his impotent rage having to pay his own money to stop the heavies taking desktop computers and fancy pot plants and things out of their swanky head office lobby. Was I the jerk? I've heard a lot of stories about how incredibly difficult it is to get reimbursed for something happening like this in the mail. Whether it be UPS, FedEx, USPS, from what I hear, all of them have insanely complex, nearly impossible to navigate ways of getting your money back. I heard about this more recently during a lot of graded Pokemon cards were being sent back and forth and apparently there was a ton of people that had issues where cards wouldn't show up or they would come, they would be broken. The actual PSA or Beckett cases, whatever they're being sent in, which is kind of wild because the way people pack those from what I saw in the pictures is pretty solid. I mean, you have to be kicking like a soccer ball and even then it's hard to imagine that being broken. But the part that's the most wild in this is that they lost the court 
case and then ignored the court order to pay. Maybe that was just some sort of accounting error. Maybe they were planning on doing it just didn't happen. And this is also in London. So clearly things work a lot different than what I'm used to at least. But it's sad that the OP had to go through all of this just to be reimbursed. It's not like he was trying to make a profit or scam UPS. He just was trying to get reimbursed. And there was a sentimental component to this as well. With his mother-in-law passing away in the process of this, it went from a difficult situation to a terrible situation. Clearly. I'm just glad in the end it worked out for him, at least in terms of the reimbursement. I'm sure at least one of you guys has a story about something like this, but if you do, let me know down below in the comments. And in this case, a jerk or not a jerk and what would you do? Am I the jerk for getting upset with my husband after he told me nothing will change while I am pregnant? So I'm a 26-year-old female and my husband is 28 years old, who I'll call Jake. We've been together for five years and been married for three years. We recently started trying for a baby as we both felt like that was the next step in our life together. And three weeks ago, ago, I got a positive test back. We were really, really happy and told our families and now my mom and mother-in-law want to throw a big baby shower for us. It was just super good news all around. Well, two nights ago, me and Jake were getting ready for bed when he reminds me to go through the house and make sure all the lights are off. Now, he can be a little lazy at times and it has become my nightly routine to make sure all the lights are off that he leaves on before we go to bed. I wasn't feeling very well and asked if he could just do it since he wasn't doing anything and was literally standing by the door. He then tells me, now, this is what is expected of you every night. I was a little hurt, but I didn't want to fight with him, so I just did it. When I came back, Jake goes on this very long, unprovoked rant saying things like, just because you're pregnant does not mean anything will change. And you are still expected to cook, to clean, and do all the chores every day, because how can you be expected to be a mother if you can't even handle a a little bit of work. He wasn't yelling or anything necessarily. He was talking to me quietly like I was two inches tall. I was shocked because I never heard him say anything like this. The rant went on for about 30 minutes before I interjected and asked, well, what do you plan on doing to help me with all of this? He then got extremely defensive saying he works his butt off at his job to provide for me and what is going to be our future children. For context, I don't work at the moment. My job was not paying enough to justify me going, so I am a full-time college student. He ended by saying that it doesn't matter how I feel physically or mentally. It is a mother's job to push through. And if he helped and babied me, I wouldn't be a good mother. I got extremely upset and started yelling. And I said, I wish I would have known this is how you felt before I got pregnant with your baby. There was a moment of silence before he started crying and he left for the night to stay at his mother's house. He hasn't been back yet and my mother-in-law and sister-in-law have called me berating me and saying that I broke Jake's heart with what I said and I need to apologize immediately. And until I do, he isn't coming home and I don't know how to feel. So am I the jerk for yelling at my husband because he said he isn't helping me with anything during pregnancy because it's quote a mother's job to deal with it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This whole understanding of what a mother should be should probably have been explained and talked about way before they ended up getting pregnant and trying to have a baby in general. I mean, before this story even happens, she's describing Jake as being a little lazy at times, which for some people, that's not a big deal. But generally, if somebody has gone to the point where they view the other person as being lazy at times, that's kind of already a red flag. And it's not really said in some sort of endearing way like, oh, he's so sweet. He's just a little lazy sometimes. She just sounds like she's a little bit annoyed by it. And especially this whole turning off the lights at night routine. I don't know how they're going to make this work once the baby's born because they clearly have two radically different ideas of what is expected of one another. Jake thinks that if he goes to work, then he should be good, totally in the clear and she should handle everything else. And she probably feels like she's doing an immense amount of work by having the baby and taking care of the baby and wants some help with that. So they're not on the same page at all. And one of the top responses to this whole thing actually said, girl, get an abortion and a divorce ASAP. This man just told you who he really is and things are about to get a whole lot worse. Run. So do you think she should run or stay and jerk or not a jerk and why? Am I the jerk for not letting my girlfriend wear her unique dress to a wedding? I'm a 25 year old male. My girlfriend Nat is 30 years old and she has a very particular sense of style. Picture Harley Finkel from Wizards of Waverly Place and you'll get an idea. Don't get me wrong, I've never had a problem with that. In fact, I love the way she dresses because she loves to do so, and I'm happy if she is happy. The thing is, sometimes she likes to incorporate memes into her clothes. No problem, it's cute, but now she wants to wear a dress inspired on the meme gay rat wedding to my friend's wedding. He and his fiance are gay, and I told her maybe that's not really appropriate. The dress in question would be full of little stuffed rats, prideful flags and a big I support gay rats on the front. My friend is not a big fan of the way my girlfriend dresses and I think this dress may cause certain uproar in the wedding. Now Nat is upset with me claiming that I am throwing water in her flame of creativity. The wedding is next month so she has plenty of time to think about another thing to wear. Should I just let her go with the dress? Am I the jerk in this situation? So in the update he says that she found this post. He gave a little bit too many details. She found this post and then said, hello everyone. So the conversation did not go well. She was livid with me exposing her in this way. And although I showed her the comments, the most important ones from the LGBTQIA community, she refused to admit that her dress was a poor choice. But in fact, her way to appreciate the gays, as she put it, that did not sit well with me. Love can move mountains, but it cannot maintain a relationship with a homophobic. So now I am going to the wedding as a single rat-free dress man. I did reach out to my friend and sent him the post. He thought the situation to be hilarious, but if she did show up in the dress, he would definitely kick us to the curb. So was I the jerk? Yeah, the dress seems like some sort of statement to draw attention away from the wedding itself for some reason. I mean, you could still dress zany without having messages written on your clothes at a wedding. I assume that the reason why the groom said that he would kick them to the curb is because if she showed up dressed like that, then I guess the assumption would be that they are okay with that. The couple is okay with her wearing these clothes that have all these weird statements 
statements and gay rats all over them. I looked up this meme because somehow I've never heard of it, but it's actually from the cartoon Arthur and it's just two rats getting married. That's it. So if it was your wedding, would you allow her to come dressed like that? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for dropping my freeloading brother off at our aunt's house after she called and scolded me for evicting him? My older brother is a bit of a bum. It's mean to say, but it's true. He can never hang on to a job for longer than a couple of years max. And when he inevitably loses whatever job he had, he starts mooching off of family and friends until he can find another job months later. This entails him freeloading at their place, eating their food, using their stuff, etc. He's lost friends because of how long he bummed off of them. And I don't blame them for cutting him off. Well, this last time he lost a job and he went to our parents' house, but they didn't have room because they were letting our eldest brother's family stay with them after he and sister-in-law lost their jobs out of nowhere within the same month. Eldest brother's entire crew was laid off with zero warning and sister-in-law's work burned down and they couldn't afford the home they were renting out anymore. So older brother was pretty much out of luck. So our parents, aunts, and uncle all started calling me asking if I'd take him in just long enough so he could get on his feet again. I stupidly let myself feel bad for him and said, okay, but he only had a few months to get another job or he was out on the street. They all said, of course, of course. And so he came to stay with me and it was a nightmare. He's a slob. He never washes dishes, never washes clothes and eats pretty much whatever he wants. I guess since I'm his little sister, he figured he could ignore me saying to get his act together. Well, after six months, I told him he had to go and gave him a couple of weeks to find somewhere else. Well, it seems he called our parents and cried about me kicking him out and they told him he knew he couldn't stay there forever, but they also, of course, called my aunt slash uncles and told them all about it. And my busybody aunts called me and scolded me for being cruel to my brother and abandoning family when they need help. I let her talk and finally said she was right. Helping family was important and I'm glad she showed me that. She seemed glad that I understood the right thing to do before hanging up. So I followed her advice and packed up my brother and drove him to her house. I couldn't take care of him anymore. He was running all my bills up, but my aunt made a good point. Family should help each other. So I dropped him off there. She has room since all our kids moved out and then I left. But I wasn't even halfway home before I was getting multiple calls from my parents and aunts. My parents were demanding to know why our aunt was blowing up their phones and my aunt was leaving voicemails shouting at me to come back and get my brother. I explained to my parents and they said it was a good idea since my aunt sounded like she wanted to help. But my aunt called me a jerk and said she didn't want my brother there. And when I told her family helps each other, she called me the C word. Last I checked, he's still living with her. So am I the jerk? for dropping off my freeloading brother at my aunt's house after she called and scolded me for evicting him. Why wasn't that the first option to begin with? Why did they go to the little sister who's obviously trying to just get by versus presumably the established aunt who has extra rooms in her house in the first place? One way or another, the brother has to learn the lesson of saving for when a rainy day happens or being able to at least plan in advance because there are certain things like the example that they gave here with the eldest brother family where it's out of your control. I mean, you can't control
control that your job burned down or that everyone gets laid off at the same time. That's completely out of your control. But when it habitually happens again and again to the point that you have a reputation for being a freeloader and that you're just basically taking advantage of everyone in your life that you know, your friends and your family included, eventually you got to learn to stop doing that because you're going to burn all the bridges you have and you won't have anywhere to go at the end of it. There was a few points of clarification the OP included, which started with saying that her brother doesn't work menial jobs. He's not just hopping from one minimum wage job to another. He's working very good paying jobs like electronic repair, automotive maintenance, etc. He's very skilled but lazy. Apparently the aunt hadn't spoken to the OP since she called her that word and hung up on her. And the brother has only been with the aunt for about three weeks or so. And he stayed with the OP for almost seven months. And as for the question of, is the brother upset with you for kicking him out? She said initially he was, but he was in a better mood when he realized that the OP had another place lined up for him to stay. Not sure how they're doing together since I haven't talked to either one of them after I dropped him off. So if this was you in this situation, would you do the same or do something completely different? Let me know jerk or not down below.